At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the best. Welcome back to a tight 45 minutes on episode four of Katie Thurston's. Katie Thurston? Is that really her name? Did she make that up? Is that like. You guys familiar with Sonic Youth? Of course you are. If you're a fan of this band. Or of this show, you're a fan of that band, Sonic Youth. Fronted by the great, the six feet seven visionary Thurston Moore. Thurston Moore. That's his given name, I swear to God. Thurston Moore. Katie Thurston, is that her name? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, is There's a lot going on. On her season of The Bachelorette, not really. That's a lie, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, of course, I'm Brian Beckner. I'm joined by Jason Stewart, as always. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. It's uh, Katie Thurston, and one of our Twitter uh, followers had made the comment early on, uh, Katie Thirsty, am I right? Which, you know, the, the hashtag am I right? Uh, we could probably do an entire 45 minutes on on that. Yeah. And also like um, Thurston, like it's already there. Like the joke is made. The, the funnier joke is her actual name. So if you said yeah. Katie Thirsty, you've made it less funny than Katie Thurston. Right. The joke is uh, the joke is already there. You've unjoked the joke. <laughs> right. It's 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 you're right. That's yeah. the uh, it, that's it's not even an empty netter. It, it, right. it just shouldn't even right. be taken. And then right, it'd be, it would be like calling it like one of these. Uh, it would be like calling that con- that new contestant Blake. If his name was Desperate, it would just be like more like desperate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hashtag, hashtag yes. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Am I right? Uh, uh, so yeah, I tried to watch last night. I mean, I did watch, I've watched, <laughs> I watched and, but I didn't make any notes or anything. This thing is so fucking by the numbers. Here's where we do. Here's where we have the crazy guy call everybody out. Here's the episode where we have. The guy from last season show up because he just he just had to be there. Here's where um, this guy's not here for the right reasons. Here's where we pretend like we're going to kick the guy off the show for not being here for the right reasons. But here's where he gets the final rose anyway. Jason Stewart, take us through what happened. Let's well, catch us up on what's going on on Katie Thirsty. Am I right? <laughs> The uh, just to kind of touch on what you what you said last, um, that was kind of the the switcheroo this week. We've never seen that. You know, we've done many seasons of this uh, franchise. We've never seen what Katie did at the end of this episode. So I kind of give her credit for that. Um, our guy Thomas um, was created into the new nemesis for speaking the truth, for being honest, like. For all uh, people say about, I just want honesty and truth, um, Thomas did the big no-no of telling the truth. He went on The Bachelor and said that one of his many thoughts coming into the show was potentially uh, parlaying this into being The Bachelor because – he actually did a pretty good job of explaining it himself. He's not very smart, and he's talked himself out of the show, but he brought up a great point. 
that you and I um, have discussed many times on this show. You are one of 30 dudes to go on a um, on a dating show, which is is basically a game show to humiliate you um, until you are the final one standing. But it's a one in 30 chance for you to be picked at the very end. Yes. It's an even bigger. Yes. uh, It's an even bigger chance or greater chance, worse chance, however you want to put it, that you're going to fall in love and be proposed and be engaged at the end. Um, he said, and I am fully agreeing on this, there is just as much a chance of falling in love and getting married on this show than there is of being the next bachelor. That, that is quantitative. Like that's, that's not even, uh, that, that's just math. There's always a bachelor that comes off the show. There's always a winner. Of course. And then there, then sometimes there's people that fall in love and get engaged. But I guess the problem with Thomas is that he says these things out loud. He calls out the show for what it is. And Katie is, you know, she's a part of the, you know, in it for the right reasons police. And she doesn't want to hear that. But by the end of this episode, even though he was sent home, I uh, had a new appreciation for Thomas because all along, all he ever did was say what was on his mind, which is all anybody asks for. You just can't say what he said, right? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like you can't be honest on the show. You have to say you're here for Katie. So they call him out and they're like, he's he said he had thought about being The Bachelor. And he's like – in a very like wooden roundabout, not to the point way was like, we all think about the potential of being the bachelor. Winning this show is not that likely coming here, meeting somebody proposing to them, (laughs) getting married or whatever they do is, is an unlikely scenario. So You have to think about, well, hey, maybe I'll get some Instagram followers out of this. Maybe I'll get on the uh, Bachelor in Paradise, which is the real win. That's where you want to be, Bachelor in Paradise. That's the good show. That's where things happen. You you think about all the scenarios, but you, you can't say you've thought about all the scenarios because then you're there for the wrong reasons. I'm more upset at the fact that Thomas claims to be 28. <laughs> yeah. That should be, that should be investigated. There's a, there's an issue there. Um, but I mean, kind of to your point here, um, being the next bachelor is on, on the minds of everybody who enters, if not everybody, 90% who enters, because um, when you sign up for a show like this, you think about all of the possibilities it is just the minute percentage of people that are coming on the show to fall in love, meet somebody on a talk show. So it's just like in many ways, this episode was about kind of the show facing what it what it never wants to face. And that is that most of the show is made up of a bunch of very narcissistic contestants that are in it for themselves. Of course. And, and the show thrives on that, exploits that. Yep. And is very popular uh, because of that. No, there's a, everyone on the show is there with an agenda. They're all in it for themselves. They're all me first guys. And they all have agendas. And they're not on team Katie. Correct. And yeah. and, and the, the more he talked, the more I'm like, man, this guy uh, is being punished for thinking out loud. Okay. He just thought out loud. Um and what what he did was for those who haven't been watching the show, he was in a like a AA style confession with the circular chairs, and yes. the men men were told to tell the entire room, including Katie. It's a really good uh, point. Things they've done wrong in the past, and maybe maybe things that they they regret. He said, when coming on the show, I didn't know you, and I thought. About all the other possibilities too of raising the my, raising my platform and 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 um, and possibly becoming the bachelor. I thought about all those things. Yes. Uh, so the guys used it against him and they vilified him. They 
it, they made him out to be an awful human being. Um, it was uh, it was the house. It was just like a, a bloody piece of meat in the water. And Thomas was the meat and everybody just piled on. Um, so anyways, long story short, we'll get to the how it ends. But I, I actually, even though I thought he was kind of a douche Last time I had a new appreciation for Thomas. I will say this. You can see this entire episode as he was being accused of being on the show uh, for the wrong reasons and wanting to be the bachelor as he was being accused of that. Ironically, you can see it in his denials. He was calculating and choosing his words so finely. You can actually see in his head thinking, how do I deny that I want to be the bachelor? And but stay on the show here. So at some point I could be the bachelor. Yes, he he really wants to extend his stay in the show. And he tries really hard. Uh, Unfortunately, he fails. Um, But anyways, um, hold on. And in that just to add in that AA style meeting they had with Nick Vile, who's a wretched human being, just truly one of the worst. And. Somebody that's been on The Bachelor several times with only the intention of raising his own pro- profile. He's disgusting. <laughs> but you, they're going around the room and everybody's confessing to something and everybody's like, well, I did five date rapes in college, but I was young. One guy's like, I fucking get blackout drunk every night and beat my children and another guy's like, I work too much. Like they're all like coming up with these major confessions. Thomas had to find something. He had to say something. And he did, he did a thing that a lot of people do where he found a way to compliment. And they all did this. He found a way to compliment himself by confessing something. So he's like, I came here thinking you know, not knowing what to think, but not with really high hopes and thinking what, you know, what could be the next steps after this, a totally normal thing to think. And then, but now I've met you and everything's changed for me or whatever. Like, do do I believe him? No. But is he playing it the right way? Yes. It's a game show after all. Right. So it's like, he had to say something and he didn't have, he apparently doesn't have these same skeletons in his closet. He's like, I've never, uh, I've never hijacked a bus full of Chinese school children. You know, like he's just like, didn't have the kind of confessions that these guys did. So he had to say something. He came up with something that was good. Now it's supposedly backfiring against him, but is it really? Because he's become the focus of the show. And now he looks kind of sympathetic. He looks like, He's been ganged up on. He's got no friends. Everybody's a dick to him. The rest of these guys look like little bitches. They're instead of focused on Katie, they're focused on Thomas and talking about Thomas and telling Katie about Thomas. And did you hear about Thomas? And all that does is make look make Thomas look more sympathetic and look better. Okay, continue, Jason. Well, I mean, I mean that's a that's a great lead into. My point here is that Andrew, uh, the Austrian football player from Chicago that talks in a British accent. Um, is that he, who that is? Yeah, Andrew is, is kind of the hero. He's the hero of this episode. In that, um, and I give, I give him credit. He calls the guys out and the kind of the show out for the fraud that it is. He actually said something that I think that I've said on this show, and I think you have, is that – um, hey, you guys say you don't want any drama, and then you all you do is stoke it. Yes, and that's exactly what what this is. They, you know, when uh, when the, when the other enemy left, what was his fa- what was his face? Um, the, the motivational speaker, Carl, the paid actor, Carl. You know, after that, they're like, oh, great, it's going to be a peaceful house now. You know, the drama's out now. We can focus on Katie and our love for Katie. That was, it's such fucking bullshit. Yes, of course. It took, yes. it took like five minutes to stoke the next uh, and, villain. And this is, this is why The Bachelor is so much better than The Bachelorette because women are so much more complex 
of creatures. We're the same species, but we, as men, we are so simple. We are simple creatures. There is hardly any depth to us whatsoever. Whereas women, their feelings get hurt easily. There's more places that they can go emotionally. They're just different. They're more interesting as people. And when you get 30 of them together, more interesting things happen organically. When you get a bunch of dopey fucking douchebag software sales guys, by the way, there's exactly two occupations of every contestant that's ever been on the badger software sales, personal trainer, no one else has had any other than one wildlife biologist. There's never been anybody that didn't sell software or wasn't a personal trainer. So it's it's boring. They have to kind of juice it. They have to bring in the Carls. They have to stir up bullshit with Thomas. And it's boring. It's not interesting. It's not a good show. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would never say the show's boring. But I, I will say this, like um, Andrew. um the Vienna football player, he also says, because, I mean, I, I will say this. The show doesn't go to this place very often because I don't th- I don't know if 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 the, the bachelor itself, the producers want this conversation to be had. But there was an actual conversation on this show about should we be the police? Should we be the ones telling Katie? Should we yes. be the narcs? I know. Doesn't it look bad on us? Like, yes. shouldn't we be focused and it on does. Katie? Yeah. And yeah, it, or, or, or do we not look like we're, we're protecting her and her heart if, if we don't say stuff? And, and this becomes a real thing in the show. And Andrew takes a, a great side in this, the side that I would take. It's like, dude, what, you, when you have 15 minutes with her, why don't you talk to her and try to get to know her and stuff and may, maybe win the show yep. as a, as opposed to spending that time trying to bury one person that she's going to send home and ingratiate yourself to her for one or two episodes. Yes. Now, um, and, and Andrew says these things out loud and most of the room is against them. Most of the room yes. is like, no, 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 it's our job to play, play police. Or, and yep. this is where the insulting yep. part comes in yep. because Thomas is so charming that she yeah. might be manipulated. And, and to me, and I'm waiting for her to call them out on this. Yeah. Give her some credit. Like you're treating her like she isn't bright enough or savvy enough to pick up yeah. on manipulation. It's like yeah. I don't know how they're getting away with that because um, at some point the PC police on Twitter and stuff are going to, uh, you know, the women's groups and whatnot are be like, why, why do, why do you quote have to protect her? Why, why do you feel the need to do that? She's right. a grown woman for Christ's sake. Yes, um, totally. And they get so caught up in each other. They're like, Katie's kind of being ignored in all this. And Katie, what do we know about her? She's sex positive. Which has not been defined. It hasn't been defined, show. but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm going to take sex positive over sex negative any day of the week. Okay. <laughs> I just say that. I don't know what it means, but I like it better than the, than the opposite. She also kind of bears a resemblance to early 2000s porno actress, Eva Angelina. Go ahead and go. It's everybody Googling right now. Uh, she's she's attractive, she's open, she's looking for love, and these guys are all jerking off over each other. Like <laughs> that's why I like that's why I like um, Brendan. Who's the Who's the hockey player from Canada? The yeah yeah Brendan is yep. it Brendan? Yes, I like him because he's a moron. He doesn't know what's going on around him. He's not. He's just like, what? Oh, walk to other room. Okay. So he like sits down. He's like, hey, I just want you to know I'm here for you. You know, whatever you need. I'm here for you. The reason I'm here is for you. I got your back. I'm like, he's not caught up in the other shit. He doesn't understand that dynamic where you have to be concerned with what some other guy is doing. He's a hockey player from Manitoba. Like he's like that. Well, you need more of that. You need just big, handsome, 
dummies on this show. Yeah. And you get a lot of them, but also you get a lot of little bitches from San Diego. And there's a lot of there's the San Diego thing is not <laughs> is should not be discounted. Aaron no, is it Aaron? Mm-hmm. Aaron and Cody, who had beef before, are from San Diego. Now Aaron hates Thomas, also from San Diego. These guys are from a clique of dudes. Like Virgin is from San Diego. The Virgin, Mike, the Virgin, yep. who I like. I like Mike the Virgin. Me too. He's, I like him a lot. he's a good dude. He's not one of these little bitches like the rest of these guys. Yep. Yeah, he's dealing with something. He's a 31-year-old guy who's never had sex, which is like, bing, bing. That's like every red flag possible, but he was a ball player. He hasn't had a carb in seven years, like interested in him. Like I like him better. The rest of these guys, they got to go. They got to get, I, I would say this, they should turn it back around on Aaron and the rest of the guys. Oh, they will. The, the rest of the guys who are like, Hey dude, you're the one that's made everything about uh, Thomas. You got to go. We're going to tell her to get rid of your ass. Cause you're a little girl in here stirring up bullshit like aaron is the actual problem over thomas okay that's all i have to say aaron aaron uh is a total douchebag um and Worst. he's going to get he's going to get his See, yep. he's yep. he's he, he's too perfect of a casting the show producers love the guy but he he's not long for the show and 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 the spirit of what the show's supposed to be so um another thing that that andrew the football player kind of gets caught up in is that, um, all right, so now that I have been outwardly stating that let's let's give her some credit and don't run everything back to her and let's take care of things in the house, now he's openly, like, worried that the house is now going to turn on him, that he's going to be the next Thomas because he, quote-unquote, doesn't want to protect Katie's heart. So, um, so just ridiculousness ensues. I just know at the end of this episode, I gained a little bit more respect for Thomas. I still think he's a huge douchebag. He's a douche. Who's, who's very narcissistic, but I, and, oh, and also and for Andrew yes. and for Andrew, the football player. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind Andrew. Um, I will also give Thomas some, Thomas some credit too. Guy wore a red suit. Yeah. They were getting ready for the rose ceremony. Here, it might have just been his jacket. It was like kind of like a not burgundy yeah, a sports coat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was like what it wasn't was what it wasn't was blue or gray. So he comes he comes into the to the room with all the guys immediately stands out. He's he's <laughs> got a, he's got a different color jacket on than everybody in the room. Take note, guys. When the when the when and it's a metaphor for everything. When everybody is going one direction, because also Andrew has kind of like a burgundy jacket on, but it's darker, like almost maroon. So it doesn't look too different than the gray and blue ones. Every single other guy has a gray or blue jacket on. Take note, guys. Take note. When when everybody's going one direction, you go another. Okay? All right. What else, Jason? So, um, by the way, the... The actual show is kind of being shot in real time. I mean, it is it is going along at a very snail's pace. Last last episode, they had um, a group date and then they had the one on one Um, and then they left you with the cliffhanger. Like, what's the house going to do with Thomas? Well, this episode gets to a group date and then the rose ceremony, period. It's just like it's moving along very slowly. So the one group date that was featured this week, um, you know, we're very limited with these um, with these quarantine shows. So there's always in every single season an obstacle course, um, you know, where you go around, you do some humiliating things. Katie really plays this up, really plays this up. She she puts a bunch of things that are embarrassing up. And then she says she I think she says what like this is. One of the most important things that I'm looking for in a guy, what? That I guess that he's willing to embarrass himself and humiliate himself and have a good sense of humor or whatever. But she really kind of sells this as a very important date when it's just her, Tasha, and Caitlin laughing at guys looking foolish. I will say this. Um, Connor, the baseball former baseball player from Costa Mesa, um, that never changed on the graphic. What – 
former baseball player never changed. In yeah. other words, he's doing nothing, right? There's, right. He, instead of unemployed, he's he's a former so baseball player. Did he get a cup of coffee and a ball or what? Like how like how far did this yeah. guy go? It, 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 we'll never know because right. he was one of the people who got the uh, didn't get the rose this right. week, so right. he's out. Oh, he's uh, gone. Yeah, Thomas yeah, got was, his he, rose. He was sh- he was shipped home. Pour a little out. Pour a little out for yeah. Connor, ball player from Costa Mesa, like myself and the great Dan Quisenberry, R.I.P. Now, if if you were to have, I don't know, um, Andy Ashby or Scott yeah. Tomko on the on the Bachelorette as a contestant, and you and you put the graphic. Former former baseball player. Do you mean, the, do you mean Brett Tomko? Brett Tomko. Yeah. Um, if you were to put that graphic up, former baseball player, the insinuation would be he made so much money as a major leaguer and he invested in real estate and stuff that he doesn't work. That's what he is, a former baseball player. I just have a feeling Bre- this guy. Who, Brett Tomko? Oh, yeah. He played, a yeah. De- he played at least a decade. He, he was making $10 million a year. He married a playmate. And, he's and not going on point, The Bachelor, he, unless he is The Bachelor. Also, he's I'm, too I'm old. Using, I'm using this as a, a hypothetical as to prove a point. Oh, okay. If you put former baseball player on the graphic, the insinuation is that the guy played Major League Ball and oh. doesn't have to work anymore. Oh. But I, I just have a feeling that Connor played some minor league ball, and he very much has to work. Yes, but, yes, but he does. They, they leave him uh, his title as former baseball player. That well, hold on, point. hold on. I rescind my support for for Connor C. Connor C. I'm reading his official bachelor biography. So Connor C. 28, former baseball player, Costa Mesa, California. Who else hails from there? Brian Beckner. Brian Beckner. Connor C. is an athletic stud. Oh, this reads like a gay porn intro. <laughs> and a mid with a Midwestern. Heart of gold. Also, yeah, he currently lives in Southern California where he spends as much time as he can at the beach, but he dreams of moving home to Oklahoma to settle near his family and build a life with his wife by his side. He describes his dream woman, blah, blah, blah. So he's not even from Costa Mesa. He just lives there now. He's probably tending bar at the yard house as we speak. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Uh, Connor's done. Um, so, I mean, the obstacle course, the humiliating things are not even worth talking about. Yeah. I mean, you have, as you had pointed out, our virgin uh, from San Diego. Yeah. One of the things he had to do was eat like 25 Twinkies. At least, at least, and here's whatever it was. And here, and he, and he's like, he's like, I haven't had a carb in seven years. And he's like, this is 5,400 calories. And the girl's like, better not puke. How about you just fucking throw up a couple double rod middle fingers and be like, hey, fuck off. I'm not eating 25 Twinkies. What are you going to do about it? Go fuck yourself. Right, right. Um, again, Katie, this is the ultimate challenge of who I'm looking for in a man. I, I, I don't know what she means by this, but it was basically them walking around doing stupid things. One so of them was uh, waxing their body. Uh, oh my one- God. We got to talk about that. The, the Boston guy. What's his name? One of the, ch- he, got, he got sent home too. The he Boston did. Guy. One yeah. of the challenges was wax the hairiest part of your partner's body and then bring like the wax strip or whatever to show the evidence. Was it Andrew? No, Trey, the guy with the guy with the high top fade Trey drops trow and the, the Boston dude, Mike or whatever his name is. Everybody from Boston's name is Mike, by the way, hot waxes, the hair off his fucking ass crack. Like, wouldn't you be like, okay, hit, hit a section of my leg <laughs> or my arm, you know, like, and you know, like, or chest, like I don't have any, I don't really have much hair on my chest, but like there's b- parts of your body that aren't near your 
asshole that you <laughs> you could ask another guy to wax. Yeah. That no, that was stunning. That was and also something I noticed. No gloves involved. He raw dogged <laughs> an ass waxing for some dude he met three days earlier. Insane. Go, okay, go on. Yeah, that that was a peculiar choice for sure. Um, and then one one of the things too, and like we had we had enough of this in Fear Factor and stuff. Like I I don't like watching people eating hot stuff. I think there's an entire reality show about guy, a guy who goes to the. Uh, eateries around the world with the hottest shit, and I, I have no interest in that. I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. There's also uh, there's also hot ones, hot ones. Okay, where he's uh, where they they eat progressively hotter chicken wings while being interviewed. Okay, I would rec- and, and, I would recommend watching the Riff Raff, aka Jody High Roller episode because he has about four Coronas while he's doing it. It's pretty impressive. Go on. I, that does that doesn't interest me. I guess there's obviously an audience for it. it, it it's oh, not interesting. No, they eat. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I was like kind of falling asleep during this. They eat hot peppers, including yep. a habanero. I didn't really see the reaction because again, I was almost 98 percent asleep. But I did once work with a guy who was from Thailand, and he could eat the spiciest anything. And one time we dared him for 20 bucks to eat three habanero peppers. And he did, which is what they ate on this show. And this guy had the constitution of a of a mountain goat. This con- this guy had the constitution of an of an actual junkyard dog. He was on the toilet for three days afterward. <laughs> he was like, he took the whole twenty dollars and spent it on stomach remedies because he was in such agony. Some somebody ate a, a habanero on this. Oh yeah, each of them ate one, and then they had to profess their love for them. Which, uh, for Katie, just, to me, that's just not very interesting. And, and by the way, it's real stupid. Um, your buddy in Thailand who ate uh, three peppers. I mean, at least at least he he got away with twenty bucks. I mean, that's yes. that's a lot of money. It's a fair uh, amount of money. to put yourself through three days of hell. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were wrapped in they were wrapped in foil, and this was back in the day when a habanero pepper was like not commonly available so they had to go to like an asian market and and get them and they they were wrapped in foil hello discover here to explain our cash back match here's how it works we give you cash back for using your discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway then we match that cash back in your first year and that's why we call it cash back match now to recap and say cash back one more time we match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Well, I remember. And they, they open them and just the, just the fumes... Mm-hmm. That were coming off, were burning our eyes, and he just went three in a row, back to back to back, and then he was like this. <laughs> his he got all sweaty, and his like eyes were watering and shit, and he was like, like having to take deep breaths. It was it was problematic. Who ate the hot pepper again? It was very tired. <laughs> um, everybody. Um, oh, they all ate one. That was their thing. They had to eat the pepper and then profess their love. And then, you know, our guy, Greg, the real boring guy uh, from New Jersey, who's probably the leader in the clubhouse, you know, he did it and he was hurting. But he he said some sweet things and all this stuff. Um, The cocktail party, it it gets interesting. I told I just basically summed up what the what the dynamic was of the cocktail party. It's um, you had at least four or five dudes sit with Katie and not talk to her about Thomas. So they just they just like BS'd with her and had a good time with her and you know no drama and that what a great day that was fun. And then um, seemingly they get back to the group on the couch and Trey is like 
I'm going to tell her about Thomas. I'm going to tell her that that he told us that he wanted to be the bachelor. Yep. And that's when him and Andrew kind of kind of go back and forth. Like, why would you do that? Why would you bring that drama to her? Why would you bring that drama to us? You know, it's going to be that's going to be a horrible roast ceremony if you do this. And then uh, so Trey goes, well, you know, you're not protecting her. And then the rest of the couch starts agreeing with Trey. Yep. Like, yep. these are guys that just sat with her, had their 15 minutes. Like, yeah, man, we're the protectors. We got to tell her. And, and I'm like, you just spent your time with her and you didn't tell her. Exactly. Uh, so what, why are you now taking this position? Um, and then Trey, as he, as he um, claimed, he was going to be the person that tells her. Now, um, she loves it. She loves the narcs. She, she encourages yep. it so much. So, and this is where she sends mixed messages here. She's, she encourages it so much that Trey did nothing but talk about Thomas on his, uh, on his little one-on-one with her. And she gives him a rose. She basically is telling the house, if you narc, you get a rose, which it, it sends a horrible message because at some point in this episode, she has the nerve to kind of be put off. Yeah. By everybody talking about Thomas. Yes. Well, you're the one who gave the rose and rewarded it. You can't be put off when everybody wants to now jump in line yeah. to pile on Thomas. This is this is like the dog that that begs for table scraps. You give him you give him a table scrap, and then you're irritated that every fucking time you have company over, he's at the table begging for fucking food. You rewarded the behavior. Katie, who is sex positive and bears somewhat of a resemblance to early 2000s porno actress Eva Angelina. Google it. I suggested. She only has herself to blame in this situation. She is the one that encouraged this. And now it's taken over the show. She needs to... She needs to remove the problematic people. She needs to cut out the cancers. Thomas, Aaron, who's the other one? That's pretty much it. It, it looks like Hunter is going to be someone very, uh, very involved in this. And he's Hunter, he, whose big life confession is that he worked too much in his first marriage. <laughs> yeah. Hunter's Hunter's working on on a lot of things. I have a feeling yeah, I, he's working I through some if, stuff. If we, if we peel back some onion, some of the layers on that onion, I think. He's had a lot of trauma. I don't know yeah. what it is. I yeah. don't know if it's military. I don't know yeah. if it's. I, I'm kind of with you. He's got a lot of bullshit tattoos. You, you can tell there's a lot going on there, and he's combustible. And he in the preview for next week, we see we see what he's capable of. Uh, but I will say this: that Trey, in 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 being a narc and telling Katie about Thomas. Um, he doesn't do Thomas any favors. No. Like, you know, it's all in how you represent these situations. And Trey basically was saying, I'm speaking for the rest of the house when I say this, that we all um, we all sat Thomas down and Hunter asked him like four times if he uh, thought about being The Bachelor uh, coming on the show. They all did. And he, and he hemmed and hawed and he, he – it took him four times to answer. And then he finally said – uh, that coming on the show, he wants to be a the bachelor, which isn't isn't what happened. Like he misrepresented no. that to no. her. It, yeah. it made it sound like it was much worse. Thomas basically said, of the all the possibilities that could happen, I considered the bachelor of everything else. And then he's quick to say, I have developed feelings for this woman, and that ch- the the objective has changed. Um, Max Muncie just hits a grand slam. I was just about so, to say it. I was so, just about to say it. <laughs> wherever, wherever, and whenever you're listening to this, uh, Muncie, it says he's hit that's 18th grand slam. That can't be right. No, it's his 18th home run this season, but he, he does hit a lot of grand slams. Max Muncie is probably the most valuable player. If you consider what he makes, he's the most valuable player in Major League Baseball. I'm, I'm a big Muncie guy. Huge. Yeah, I, he he, he yeah. is on base three times every game, two walks and a home run. Either he gets two walks every game and a double and a home run and a strikeout. And and he's got he's got a, a red ass, which yeah. I'm more appreciative yep. than ever yep. 
with a bunch of these softies now in Major League Baseball. Muncie's got a red ass. Like you can't fuck with Muncie. No, you, you don't can't fuck with any of his teammates either. You can't. Uh, he also has the physique of a Brian yeah. Beckner, Jason Stewart oh. type. Like he's not. He, he he's could, not muscular. You see, you see at least four or five Max Muncies on every softball team in any rec league that you any any play any city league that you play in. You see four or five Max totally. Um, but anyways, I like the fact that he just hit a grand slam in the middle of uh, of me talking about Thomas. Amazing. Uh, the, the, the summary is this: Trey uh, made Thomas look much worse than he actually did, and he says he spoke for the house, and now everybody is on board. Um, basically we need to figure out what's, what's going to happen to Thomas. That's going to be the big drama before or after the rose ceremony. But yes, but tell me there's a knock at Katie's door. This is so fucking stupid. This is once uh, again, once again, the producers of the bachelor want you to know how fucking stupid they think you are. The viewer. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah. There's a knock on the door and I it's one thing to have these things and everything scripted and rehearsed. It's another thing to play us as fools, as viewers. Katie um, is either forced to say or she says the last person I expected to be knocking on my door was Tasha. What do you mean the last person? She's the host she's, of the show. She's the host of the show. She, she's supposed to be there to give you, you know, pointers and, and whatnot. The last person now you know, the last person to be knocking on my door right now, Kamala Harris. I think that would probably be the very last person. <laughs> but but Tasha, Tasha works on the show and she's the host. She's the host of the show. Like, yeah, she, you guys uh, probably hang out all the time. Yeah, and I mean, they're just she, they just I hate when they take us as fools and, and say shit like that. And then uh, so yeah. Tasha. Um, her angle is this, look, I know you develop feelings for guys. I've been in your shoes, but a friend of mine and someone from my season, I think would be great for this. I don't know what she said. I think would be a great fit for you and wants to be on the show. He he's here and he wants to meet you and talk to you about joining the show. Um, I don't know why Tasha did this. I don't know what, what exactly we're trying to prove, you know, for those who watched the show last year, um, the bachelor, Matt member, the, uh, the blonde former contestant showed up at the gate and the virgin, she was another virgin. Now they have to have a virgin every year. I think, yeah. So she showed up and that was just horrible. Um, performance. It was just, everything was a performance and it looked, it, it wasn't even played well. Now the subject is this guy, Blake, the wildlife manager, which is a contradiction in terms. He manages wildlife in uh, in Canada. Yes. He, he was a nice enough dude on Tasha's season. But if you think about this, um, and, you know, if, if the show is all about the right reasons and falling in love, this is pointed out on, on, on the show. Katie actually uh, calls him on it. Um, I'm kind of concerned that now if I let you on the show, you'll be coming on the show for three separate women. Because remember, yeah, Blake came on for Claire. Oh, well, I mean, yes. But that wasn't his fault. And he was one of the what final five or six in Tasha season. Yeah. Then he's coming on for Katie. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, but it just seems like he really wants to be on a show. He looks like it seems like he really just wants to be on TV. What yeah, do you think? yeah. Blake Moines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he likes being on TV. I mean, I mean, the formula is so so tired. Why are they doing this to us? Ever since Nick Vile showed up mid season, at least he banged the Bachelorette. <laughs> like you could like. I'll give him that. Like he had, he had banged her already. He banged her again. And then she's like, actually he's a contestant now. And then all the rest of the guys freaked out. That was sort of interesting because Nick Vile is a villain. Cause he's disgusting. He's horrible. He mumbles, but this stunt that they're pulling every season and notice it's never like a real memorable person from the cast. It's like a tier <laughs> two to three cast member. Right. They're not going to do the runner up. 
They're going right. to do like the fifth or sixth place person. It's never somebody that went to Hontans. It's some rando that you sort of remember is the plan. I don't know. I don't know why they do that, but that's that's the formula. Well, um, not only did they have the the blonde like mid-season um, discovery, but they last season remember the show like in the middle of the entire thing is like, all right. Hey, there's five new women from Matt to choose from. Five new ones. Here we go. And, Remember that? But at least they were new the, people. But it was all under the guise, in my theory, of somehow shoehorning this this woman, Michelle, into the show that my theory is that Matt handpicked her and said, figure out a way to get her on the show. I want to see how far this goes. She ends up being a finalist. She was one of the final two, and she's going to be the next Bachelorette this fall. But like she to me, that was uh, at some point, Matt's like, I need to have her on the show. So they just kind of put her in the mix with five and ended up choosing her. But anyway, she is so dull. Oh, my God. She I mean, she's a sweet she's a sweet uh, person. And she's a what a kindergarten teacher. She loves her kids. Sure. And all this stuff just so boring. There's just nothing interesting. So boring. I don't not sex positive as far as I know. No, I mean, she was just right down the middle. I mean, very down, very in the middle. Um, So anyways, Blake is the new guy. Now uh, they set up this thing where they have Blake standing there and this big anticipation where Katie's like, I wonder who this is because, uh, you know, they did this stupid thing where Tasha wouldn't tell her who it is. Uh, I don't know, uh, for no other reason than just to kind of build up some suspense. She walks into this little uh, courtyard area, and she she sees Blake and calls him by name immediately. So come to find out, this guy has been up in her DMs since right. last season. They've they've been communicating. They know right. each other. Disgusting. So don't, don't tell this me is, this was a Tasha idea. Of course. This don't is, tell me yes, this was a Tasha idea. Yes. This, yes. this is very much a Katie idea. Immediate contradiction. Yes. Good point. Yes. yes. A friend of mine. Well, why didn't you just DM her? Because they're DM buddies, just like Dale and Claire. It's it's like this. It's Katie goes to the producers and says, I'm kind of into this Blake guy. We've hit it off personally. And the producer's like, all right, well, here's the deal. We can't put him in the original 30. That's never happened. We'll bring him in midstream, but we got to play this off like this is a Tasha thing. We can't play it off like you know each other and you're, and you're bringing him on because that goes against the rules. Everyone knew that, that that's what happened with Michelle last season. I, we were listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle podcast and Jason Stewart called called us out on it, and everyone knows yes. that you can't just just do that. Can't do it. So anyways, they put this uh, big thing where Tasha, it's Tasha's idea, and and Blake, by the way, he he is what the Blake that we remember, a real like doofus. Like he's he's a yeah. real sweet guy with yeah. a nice smile, and he manages wildlife, but he's just a doofus. Doesn't really know the right words to say. Um, he. He put he he basically takes his shot, and she leaves him hanging. She's like, "Look, I've developed feelings for people. I don't know how respectful respectful it would be to them if I just brought somebody in mainstream midstream." Duh. Yeah, which which in a in the real world, that's that's what you should be thinking of because if you have legitimate relationships, why would you need somebody new? Why exactly. would you need new blood? So, um, anyways, she puts him on hold. Yeah, because because she has a Thomas problem and yep. she needs to get to the Thomas problem. And what they do is um, they wait until the rose ceremony, the cocktail party. Uh, Thomas goes into her dressing room. And I would love to have like a female perspective on this. I would love to get like a female read on this. So maybe Kayfabe could uh, could weigh in on it yep. on Twitter. Um, but so he goes to her dressing room very predictably to try to explain again explain his bachelor comment now he um he hugs her or whatever they sit down and he gets like really close to her they're they're like knee to knee right knees to knee and he grabs her hand and holds her hands disgusting and I'm thinking, that's a very aggressive move if the dynamic is that she's been told all this shit about you like yeah. 
this is not I don't know if you want to come across as like overly bearing or, or overly physical when you're brought, you're trying to fight for your life in there and you need to, you need to give it, give it a little space there. Yeah. I would love to know what, what the females thought about that. I thought that was his first uh, wrong move in this entire exchange. Totally. I totally agree with you. And I think that there's like, um, as he's explaining uh, a very rational uh, thought, which is what I've already explained uh, of the many possibilities. I thought, being the I bought thought about possibly being the bachelor, right? You know, if Just I didn't win the show, I, the bachelor would be a, a, a fun thing to do. Yes, I don't know. And and then, but he made the mistake of saying all the guys in there thought about being the bachelor. Now, the problem with this extreme language, I I, I always thought this was a problem with uh, our former president, too. If everybody or nobody agrees with you. Then you're full of shit. Yes, you have to. You can't say all the guys there are are thought about the bachelor because that's just not true. But what you can say is there there have to be several men in that room right now that are narking on me that thought about being the bachelor. Look, look I, hunt, I know for a fact. Hunter's five seven. He's not going to be the bachelor. You know, like he's just not. There's right. guys that know, like Blake Moines on his season, he knew he wasn't going to be The Bachelor. Thomas is tall, strapping, sort of racially ambiguous. Like, <laughs> he's perfect Bachelor material. I believe he sells software like every other guy that's ever been on The Bachelor. Like, he's got Bachelor, you know, he fits the blueprint. So, of right. course, he thinks about it. There's guys who thought about it. So so there are a handful, if not half, of that house back there, including our guy Aaron, by the way, that that, that at the very least thought about it. Yes. And that's all he's admitting to is thinking about it. Yes. He's not on the show to be the bachelor. He just thought about it. And uh, what she does is because he used the language, all those guys, she says, I know for a fact there are a, a, a handful of those guys that have no intention of being the bachelor. And that's true too. But the problem with using all or none is that exact scenario is that you gave her that to jump on you and you look like a fool. But anyways, um, this exchange doesn't go very well, but I think he, he leaves it in a, at a point where she's like, well, I don't know what to do. Let's find out at the rose ceremony. Right. Uh, little did we know that she has a very devious uh, plan in her head, and uh, she does something at the end of the show that that no bachelorette has ever done. But I think I slept she, through this. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, then uh, I'm glad that you slept through it because I've been getting the feeling this entire podcast that you think po- that uh, Thomas got the rose at the end. He does. Okay. So um, before we get to this, before we get to this, yeah. she she led the viewers to believe that she was on the fence on this. Yes. So that allowed for the show to have the entire rose ceremony of guys being bitches and totally. speculating totally. on saying, totally. insane, insane. If she t- picks Thomas and not me, I mean, there's going to be a real problem here. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, our guy, the football player kind of goes, goes after the room about why are we playing police? Yeah. Aaron, in a very uh, contradicting uh, scene, he's like, Aaron, I guess uh, Trey or or uh, Trey or Andrew had kind of raised their voice to try to get their point across to to Aaron about not having to protect her heart and all this. And Aaron's like, "Don't yell at me! Don't yell at me!" Yeah. And like he, he's yelling at him while he's saying, "Don't yell at me!" And he's saying, "Be respectful. Yeah. You need to be respectful." Yeah. No, he's being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a, he's a great cast decision. Whoever he kind of is good, because yeah. he's not he's a he's a le- legitimate psychopath. Yes, yes, he probably will commit like a manslaughter at some point, like a bar fight murder, where he's like <laughs> takes a little too far and domes a guy with a schooner glass or something. Like he definitely will, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't come off fake like Carl. He comes off as a as a legitimate psychopath that's not there to stir it up. He just has problems with everybody because he yes. got hit in the head too many times, probably. 
his, his game, his strategy coming into the show was as opposed to me trying to um, impress the bachelorette, I'm just going to throw haymakers at, at all the all the guys that I think are there for the wrong reasons. And and he does a really good job at it. Like I said last time, he's done a good job at consensus building against Thomas. He got the entire house against Thomas. And so anyways, um, you know, th- so there's a lot of back and forth with that. Uh, Thomas walks into the room and and tries to plead with the guys. I never meant to hurt harm anybody. I was just being truthful. I was speaking my truth. Um, and then he's like, I'm, I just wanted to, I wanted to go to her beforehand so that I wasn't taking up any time from you, from you guys. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Hunter and these guys are like, what are you talking about, dude? I guess they were sitting there for like an hour. Oh my you've God. You've already done that. Like you've already done, you've already cut into us. It's not yes, like that. Yes. You've already taken time away from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Thomas can't do anything right. No, he went, he went before she would have been at the group thing. Right. He went to her room, which is apparently allowed a few seasons ago. They started allowing the going to uh, going to the room thing. He went to the room and she's like, Oh my God, it's you. She has full airbrushed makeup. Her lips are done. She's in a (laughs) gown. Like she's like completely like ready for the thing when he shows up. It's almost like she knew he was coming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and I think she actually made the comment. The last person I expected to be at the door was Thomas. Uh, it was more bullshit. Yes. So um, so we get to the rose ceremony, the big drama, who the hell's going home and it better be Thomas. So. Um, it gets down to, um, you know, she gives roses to everybody she wants to, and then it gets down to the final rose on the table. Yeah. Um, and at the final rose, she says, Thomas. At that point, Thomas starts walking up to get the rose, and all the guys are pissed. Like, I think Aaron, like, outwardly says, oh, fuck, like yes. that, right? Yeah. So this is probably where you fell asleep because it went to a commercial. After I turned it off. I, tur- so, <laughs> I turned it off. And that's exactly what TV producers uh, wanted you to do. To turn uh, off to, the TV? But, but to go – no, not to turn it off, but to go into the commercial thinking Thomas is still on the show. Well, um, she they come back from a break and she had said Thomas. He walks up to get his rose. She does a Steph Curry and takes a step back. What? The rose in hand and says, you played me for a fool. You are an unkind, lying MFer, and you're going home. Whoa. She said that group, which, which as you have to admit, that's never been done. That's, I was going to say, that's completely, I'm completely stunned because that's something about- that's never happened. That's I mean, that's cruel and unusual, right? That's totally usually the contestants try to give a little bit of respect and how they Not handle cool. the, this was I'm going to really like stick that dagger in and make you believe that I forgave you. And then I'm just going to I'm going to really hammer you and humiliate you on national TV. Now, now keep this in mind. Thomas has been uh He's been humiliated by dudes for three or four days and has just stood, stood there and took it. Then he gets humiliated by her in this unprecedented thing where she doesn't give him a rose. And what did Thomas do at the end of the day? He admitted that there was – he thought about the possibility of becoming a bachelor. He didn't even really do anything bad. Yeah, Like I didn't like him. He's definitely not 28. Like it's a whole bunch of – there's a whole bunch of knocks against him. But getting kicked off the show for being dishonest is ridiculous. He was just forced to come up with something in that little round table that they had. And he didn't he didn't have a better idea than to say he didn't know what he was getting into when he came on The Bachelor. He was open to all possibilities. But now he likes Katie. And now he's nationally humiliated for speaking his truth. Yes. I, I will say this. I had forgotten about this. One part of the dressing room um, talk that he had with Katie um, was all over Twitter because he made up he made up a word. Whether he tried to or it was just a malaprop, 
he had a great one. Um, he's talking about all the shit that he's been getting uh, from the guys the past couple of days in the house. Um, he tries to, to act smart and he says something like, um, I haven't been able to have dialogues. Which, like, dude, what? don't try to be smart. Just say, I haven't been able to speak with people. Right. And then he says, the last two days, I've been listening to my character be demonstrated. Demonstrated. That's that's his word. I heard that. And I was like, wait, what? Did he mean, like, demonst? Like, they're making him a monster? (laughs) Because that word is is demonstrated with just with the syllables, the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Oh, no, he said demonstrated. So the key word is monster there. It's it's my assumption that he combined two things. He combined destroyed my my uh, my character be destroyed and made out to be a monster. He combined destroyed and made out to be a monster. Demonstrated. So he was demonstrated on national TV. um, And now he's now he's done. No more Thomas. I'm (laughs) stunned. I'm really kind of glad you turned the TV (laughs) on. Now now you're you're acting in real time to something. I totally like I was like fading out on the couch and I was like in and out of consciousness, but I was like trying to get through to the end because I didn't want to have to watch the rest today before we recorded. So I was like, I'm just going to get through this. I was grinding it out. And you know what? I watch on Hulu because I've cut the cord. And if you watch on Hulu, it's kind of bullshit. You can't fast forward the commercials. So you have to like, you know, you could only fast forward. So I could fast forward like the, the obstacle course and whatnot that they did, but I couldn't fast forward, you know, a lot because I want to watch it. And so, and then I'm like, of course he's getting the rose. Then she's like Thomas and all the other guys are like, Oh, come on. And I'm like, all right, cool. Got up, turned off the TV. I literally walked away at that moment. (laughs) That is great. That is, that is exactly what, what, uh, what the producers wanted everybody to go into the commercial thinking that they did a pretty good job. Now I will say this, um, you know, um, there was this whole thing where it's like, and, and I would go back and watch it if I were you, like there was a, it was a drop, drop the mic thing. Like yeah. she had these prepared words and she really gave it to him. Now she still has the rose, but then she basically just turns to the group and and they do that stupid toast thing and you're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. She never gave out the final rose, right? You're kidding. So what oh, she does gives do, it to Blake Moines. She goes to Blake's room and she knocks on the door. Okay, and Blake is naked. Blake answers the door uh, with bedhead and he's naked. What do you mean and, naked? Uh, yeah, because he like his the door dogs naked. out. No, 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 no. He was behind the door, but he was naked with bedhead. And she's like, could you put some clothes on? I got something to tell you. Don't, don't you put on some shorts before you answer the door, though? Come on. What if it's. Right. Well, he he put on some like tight boxers and a hoodie. Oh, no. That that that's what he did. He put on tight boxers and a hoodie and he walked out outside the door. And then she says, I want you to be a, a part of this. Uh, pack your stuff. You're going back to the house. The, so uh, they stay in a hotel. Road. <laughs> exactly there's no house right <laughs> oh my god how much show was left i missed quite a bit yeah you have an entire segment to watch and then <laughs> and then the preview is the preview next week is that um hunter um you know they play rugby they i think yeah. they play rugby or some kind of tackle football yeah and and hunter goes uh way to the extreme and then you see an ambulance on the field uh, this happened in ireland when one of the lukes got his leg turned around that's right this is not that's our right. this is not our first rugby situation yeah. on this show so hunter is going to be um he's probably going to be the villain next week i don't know he he looks like a psychopath yeah but, he's uh, got a lot of tattoos so yeah he's got a lot of anger wow well jason fantastic work as always you really 
you really surprised me there. I didn't, I had no idea. You're like, you've been talking this whole time. Like Thomas got a rose. He did get a rose <laughs> until he didn't. Unbelievable. What, what a turn of events. Uh, fantastic work. We'll do it again next week. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Becker. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballlifestyle.com. We will see you next time. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve, so... Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required.